Welcome to Leap Listens. I'm Sarah McGregor. And I'm Roger Kalis. And Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create. We are a people communications agency and we work with organisations to help communicate their culture and to attract and recruit candidates and to engage and retain employees. So this is our, our roundup, isn't it, Rog? It is, yeah. So the wrap up of the first series, and but we were very lucky, weren't we, with the guests that we Definitely. We had, yeah, um, and we thought it would probably be interesting if we just went through each one and kind of like what was the thing that we took away from each of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a really good journey, hasn't it, it to, has. to do this? And um, we've met some, like you say, some very interesting people. And I'm looking forward to to series two. Series two, yeah, we'll so, be starting um, very soon. So having talked about well, what were the key takeaways from each guest, obviously the, the first guests were, were us. Were us. Yeah, Sarah um, and Roger. So <laughs> dream team. The, dream team. <laughs> the self-professed um, dream team. Yeah. So I think, I mean, from memory, I'd kind of written a thing about how it's a good time to yes. be a yeah. creative in the industry. And you were asking me why. And it was about employer branding moving out of a niche into the mainstream and how the, the briefs that we get given around things like talent shortages and diversity and uh, inclusion and equity and social mobility and early careers, they're all um, things to do with how the world works now in, in a kind of post-pandemic world. So um, the point being that these are like societal issues more than just a little advertising niche. And, and that's what makes it a great place to be yeah. in the industry right now. Absolutely. And what was really interesting about that is the discussions that we had afterwards with various people, various clients in the industry. And that was the topic of conversation a lot, wasn't it? Like this was, is a great time to be in employer branding. So, Yeah, it absolutely. Was, it was a good, I think it was a good opener. It was a good starter. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then we went on to episode two. Yeah, that's that's generally what happens yeah. after a <laughs> Thanks, one. Roger. That's all right. <laughs> Stating the obvious, um, with Caroline um, Gundu, and uh, she's the lead business consultant at CGI. And we were talking here, um, really interesting conversation about the confidence gap, um, particularly when we were um, a lot more working from home, um, mm. and it was harder to hear your voice, um, particularly over things like Teams and Zooms um, for women. So, the key takeaway. For us, for this one was, um, you know, confidence is a skill that you can learn. Um, and by asking for support and saying yes to things outside your comfort zone, your confidence will will grow. Absolutely. I think what, what to me was really good about that, because I think, you know, we all know people of various different confidence and and some people you just think, oh, that's just something people are born with, they're natural performers or they're naturally at that. And I thought the idea of thinking of confidence as a skill rather than something that just, oh, they, you've got it or you haven't, meant that it's then something that you can you can learn. Yeah. So if you're there telling yourself, well, I'm not you know, a confident person, I'm not like them, I'm not like this, that's not true. It might be more difficult, but you can actually learn to be confident. And, um, and that was the thing I kind of took away from it. Absolutely. So. And it is so true. Um, and I, you know, from my own experience as well, that it is, it's practice, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yes. Just belief. So that was a great episode. And next up was, um, copywriter and, and author, uh, written a couple of children's books now with Andy Rigdon. And he was talking about the internal tone of voice, which I thought was interesting because obviously most people in marketing or advertising are very familiar with 
organization's tone of voice, but not always um, thinking about how that works internally. How do people communicate inside an organization rather than externally to their customers? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it does have a de- direct link, doesn't it, to morale, retention and culture? Yeah, absolutely. There, we went on to um, episode four with our friend David. Yes, our very good friend David. And he was still was... reeling from uh, Neighbours. Well, no, he it was hashtag Save Neighbours. Oh, but now, obviously... That's kind of, yeah. yeah that ship has sailed. That, shit, that train has left the station. <laughs> hashtag no more Neighbours. No, no more Neighbours. Yeah, let's not dwell on no, that point because we know no. that he's upset about that. No, he is, yeah. So the key takeaway... For this one was, you know, stories can change our minds um, and win our hearts. And and that was the topic of conversation. And and more importantly, for employer branding um, campaigns is authentic stories and that that connection with, um, you know, people to an organization and how you can engage with them at a deeper level. Yeah, I I mean, I think everyone bangs on about a story. The key thing is making sure that those stories are interesting and authentic. And I I think for him as well it was about constantly gathering those diverse stories from across the organization and I suppose that led to a conversation about well how do you how do you do that how do you go around gathering those those stories and and that was a you know that led to quite an interesting discussion yeah it's a really really good uh, episode that one very popular as well with the with the downloads popular with the fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> So episode five, so this was Arian Baranowski, and he's the head of internal communications at Money Supermarket Group. And during the pandemic, Arian was working for John Lewis and had to deliver some really, really tough news to employees um, and a large number of them over over teams. Um, And how this was done and, and the impact it had on people's lives and how he dealt with that. And he also talked um about working from home and how the future of hybrid working and you know how companies have to sort of adapt to that for different types of groups of people yeah absolutely and I think he was talking about the importance of those kind of micro conversations and still having having those I mean and and a lot of this now is I guess has been said because we're we're in that post-pandemic world but um at the time that Arian was saying it, he was really just talking about the importance of, wasn't he, empathy and understanding for people and, and having those small conversations that you would used to have with people when you were you were face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. And then going back to having to de- deliver that news over Teams and when you're not face-to-face with someone, how the planning that goes into that, you have to be very sort of very strategic. Yeah, and meticulous. Yeah. Um, and then next, obviously, the, the, the legend, the visionary that is... Susan Lamott, the CEO and founder of Exacrio, and she's one of the sort of top influences in the employer branding and recruitment marketing space. And and what was really fascinating about her was was how very much sees the employee relationship as one that works on different levels. So rather than necessarily being just um, the employer value proposition, this idea of um, swapping your time and skills for money and benefits. She sees it as a relationship that works on a number of different levels, and that that is a kind of a communal relationship. Yeah, really, really fascinating. It was, yeah, and and, and the areas that she talked about, you know, was um, number one, you know, the relationship with my organisation, like who employs me, um, you know, the relationship with my leaders, who governs my work, and then the relationship with my coworkers, like who who do I work with. And um, and then finally, the relationship with my work, like what do I do and how do I do it? So Yeah, and I think what we're, you know, finding now, uh, or what certainly is being said is that, you know, with things like the great resignation is that people are um, 
coming to realize that and don't necessarily they're not just necessarily staying for for money and they do you do need these higher purposes because people hopping around everywhere sometimes that's not you know it's not just a transaction relationship that keeps someone there there's there's more to it which um we explored deeply in that episode absolutely yeah so then we went on to um episode seven which was um pete markey so the cmo of boots and um you might think he you know he would be only interested in marketing the brand to customers but actually he talked um a lot about um how the employees are living um the brand um and how important that is to the culture and actually is one of their um four pillars of success there was a couple of lines that of his that i've sort of stolen um i've noticed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I almost don't want to say them out loud now because you know that. But this idea that employees are a living living manifestation of your brand was a really interesting one, wasn't it? So you go into Boots and the person that um, serves you is, is kind of a manifestation of, of the brand. Um, and we were talking about, okay, well, how do you get them to buy into those, to the higher purpose? And he, he went into some real detail into that. But what was interesting was exactly what you said, was him encouraging and marketing people to talk to HR people yeah. and vice versa and don't see yourself living in this bubble of oh yeah but that's you know hr really make friends with the um, hr people make friends with your employer brand colleagues if you're in marketing because those two things uh, are totally linked together yeah absolutely and it's funny enough actually because i did have a conversation with someone last week and was saying exactly the same thing so so thanks so you to you stole some things too. i did <laughs> and then we went on to um speak with rob ryan um who um was uh, working for Serco at the time um, and we talked data. After sort of quite a lot of inevitable moaning about applicant tracking systems and and, and the sort of various, you know, the industry um, that we know struggles with linking those things together and legacy systems and, and data. But what I found interesting with him was what he measures, what that means to him um, and how you can challenge assumptions with the undeniable truth of data. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also what was really interesting is looking at all the different um, sources of data that's available to you. So that was a very interesting, very interesting chat. And then um, episode nine was an industry big hitter, yes. uh, Mark, oh, Mark Hawley, Hawley, who's um, you know co-founder of, of Tonic. And a really interesting chat with him, quite a, a provocative title, essentially asking if, if employer brands exist. And, and I do guess, they, Roger? Well, well, do they? Well, I suppose it, it came from a similar sort of follow-up to Pete Markey's conversation, really, which is that because this industry borrows so much from if you like above-the-line advertising, to call it that, um, you sometimes wonder to yourself, well, does it really exist? So, you know, you sell this idea of an employer brand, but unless it's a vocational job like the army or or social work or a teacher um is if you've got a very well-known product can you kind of are you just really associating it with the brand his, his thought which i i share is that really there there is employee brands but it's part of the overall overall brand how employees um fit into that so yeah a fascinating chat with mark excellent and then finally we had episode 10 which was dr anne-marie imaphadon mbe um, she is the chief stemet, um, an amazing um, person who um, supports and motivates girls and young women um, between the ages of five and 25 um, into science, technology, engineering and maths. And we talked about how to recruit more women into STEM. And she gave some very good practical advice for organisations and talked a lot about networks um, 
And it's a really, it was a really great episode, wasn't it, to end on? Yeah, I, it really was. And I, I think what was good as well is their STEMETS has been around for 10 years now. Yes. And I suppose it was really good at the end to hear her talking about how she's seen the work that they've done now kind of coming to through um, to fruition yeah. and, and that she often now will, will turn up at, um, at, at an organization and, and some of the people who've kind of been touched by STEMETS yeah. are now in quite senior senior positions so it's all testament to the work that they're doing but it was a yeah, it was a really good one I'd, I'd very much urge anyone to listen to that yeah it's um, very inspiring and then that's uh that was a wrap wasn't it and then now we're moving into series two where we've got a number of exciting guests lined up yeah and i suppose it's about what, you know what we could do better do you know i think we need to make it a bit more conversational yes i don't think i'm making enough jokes <laughs> i think <laughs> i think we need to have a limit on those roger you can have you can have one every one, every one. season. <laughs> can we have like one that maybe I've thought of beforehand and one that's sort of on the Oh no, definitely no? not. Okay. No. Right. I think they have to be pre-approved. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we've got some good guests already lined up. Yes. With an overarching theme around culture. Absolutely, yeah, which is obviously very important to us. You know, we want to be culture-led employer brand specialists. Um and yeah, the the theme for for series 2 will be around culture. I look forward to the next series. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye.